but it can buy me a boat. There's a place where the boat is from. Listening to the Always Be Booked Caribbean Cruise and Orlando Vacation Cruise Cast with your host, Tommy Casabona. All aboard and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Always Be Booked Cruise Cast show coming to you not quite live from Orlando, Florida. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to find, download, and listen to the show as we cover anything and everything relating to cruising. Welcome back. Here we go. I uh, just want to say what's up to everybody. At the beginning, top of the show, I want to ask you guys, we need the emails. The emails slowed down. Actually, the emails didn't slow down. I get a lot of emails, but most of them just say keep up the good work, like the show, the Senat. All that stuff keeps coming, but what I want to be able to do is read emails on the air, and I'm not going to be that douchey guy that just says, oh, let's go into a whole set of emails that I'm going to read telling me how great I am or uh, how much uh, everybody loves me, which I know is not the case. But a lot of the emails are positive. What I'd like to do is get some emails with some questions, with some suggestions, some stuff that I can read on the air that will kind of give uh, you know the listeners, uh, give me the opportunity to ideally, I guess, react and reflect off of them just beyond something like saying thank you or whatever. All right, as usual. So that's Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Please, this is a call to action. Ladies and gentlemen, need the emails. All right, Instagram, as usual, always be booked. That's where we are most active on social media. I try to do nice, pretty pictures. I try to do funny pictures. You guys, you know what? You guys can be a tough crowd sometimes with the funny pictures. I notice the pretty pictures always kind of get the you know the nice pop with the likes. Sometimes when I think I'm getting... Oh, geez, sorry about that. I'm going to turn that off. Uh, sometimes when I try to think I'm funny, a lot of you guys, yeah, you know what? Stick to the pretty pictures based on the engagement. But listen... I gotta be me. I'm gonna keep trying, you know. But either way, follow me on Instagram, ABB Cruising, or always be booked. Search either one of those, and you will find me. Also, uh, we got Facebook. Uh, not crazy active on the Facebook, but it's there, and uh, you know I do appreciate the reviews and the comments and the engagement as a whole on Facebook. iTunes, please subscribe. Please listen, please review, and please share the show whenever possible. And we also have Stitcher for you Steve Steve Jobs haters out there. Uh, You can follow me on Stitcher Radio. Just look up Always Be Booked. Now, YouTube. Now, this is a – I kind of had a little bit of – you know, as you kind of run around and try to find your place on a lot of these social media platforms and, you know, you can't do all of them. But I, I want to do a little bit more on YouTube, and I was trying to for weeks, trying to think of what the ideal thing to do on YouTube was. And out of nowhere, it kind of came to me, and I'm actually kind of pretty pumped about it. However, I don't know if I could actually do it. I'm going to try to do it this week, and by the time you get this podcast, ideally what will be also available is the port profile version of it on YouTube. So I'm going to kind of dub the port profile portion of this podcast in with a series of, let's just call it a slideshow, that I'll carefully kind of create that will ideally as much as possible 
kind of support the things that I'm showing you uh, regarding NASA. And we're going to talk about NASA in a second, but uh, you know, I want to make sure that you guys realize that I want to kind of bring you as much as possible. And I'm going to try to do two shows a week. I don't know if I'm going to be able to pull this off. Again, I have a full-time job. Uh, <clears throat> I want to do one port profile or ship profile because you know what? Eventually, going to run out of ports. We'll eventually run out of ships too, but that's a long way down the road. We'll eventually have to start doing like part twos or whatever. But uh, as we get more and more in depth, what I'm trying to do, and I kind of like I said in the last week, I've tried to really kind of make it a purpose to try to. I guess be able to give you a real deep dive into these ports. I want to be the guy that can tell you every possible thing that there is to know about a port. Through that journey, already finding out with Nassau, is that you will find out, you know, my uncle told me an expression a long time ago, the more you know, the less you know about more and more. You can sit up here and tell you the top 10. I could do that. I could tell you the top 10 things to do in Nassau. And you know what? It could probably keep you pretty busy. I could probably do the top 10 things in Atlantis and probably keep you busy. But what I want to do is try to get a little bit deeper. I want to give you a little bit more detailed information about what this you know, day trip island adventure brings to the table or what this restaurant or bar specializes in i want to eventually get down to who the people are that are working there that you should go ask for directly and i started that a little bit but it's going to be a long road as far as that goes but uh, what i want and my goal is going to be for you guys to be able to really really count on me for some solid information about any port because this is kind of what i was thinking too and i am totally guilty of this all right we have i'm just going to say it the balls on some occasions to go into some of these ports and be like, you know what, this place is boring. This place is boring. You know, there's really nothing to do here. You know, that's a, that's the port I get stay on the ship for. Now I could see that on some of the man-made private islands. I could see that. However, if you're going to go to, let's just say Honduras, or let's just say you're going to go to anywhere in the Dominican Republic or Belize. I'm sorry, Belize or any of these places. We have to have a huge amount of audacity, in my opinion, to be like, you know what? I live in wherever I live, Omaha, Nebraska. I live in Providence, Rhode Island. I live in Orlando, Florida, New York City, wherever I live. And for five hours, I'm going to have an opportunity to get off the ship and see a part of the world that I have never seen before and very, very likely may never see again. There is a culture here. There is a people here. There is a government here, ideally Sometimes, I mean, again, it may not be the House of Representatives or the Parliament or some huge structure, you know, some, you know, but there is something there. There is a history there. There are things there for you to do and see. And for you to say that in five hours, I mean, the reality, the, the reality is a lot of times I think we just look to get off the ship. Okay, what's coming at me? I'm in St. Thomas. Boom. There's a thousand things coming at me that I know I could do right off the ship. I'm in San Juan. Everything is spoon-fed to me. I got the world's largest and busiest CVS or whatever it is right off the ship. I got a casino there. You don't even have to go off the block. You got a casino, a senior frogs, three or four different bars, hotel pool bars, and whatever you need right there. And I think as cruisers, and I'll say it, and this is the rap we get, and for good reason, Sometimes we get a little lazy uh, as far as looking into. So if you go, if you're going to, I don't know where, St. Kitts, or if you're going to, uh, let's just say Nassau. Let's just start with Nassau, guys, because Nassau is one of the busiest ports 
it's not the Caribbean, but, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, Florida, Bahamas itineraries. It's one of the busiest ports, but it gets such a rap for, for, for being boring and having nothing to do. And I could tell you this right now. Nassau is not as bad and it's not as boring as you think it is. And we're going to get into uh, why and we're going to get into the details of that this podcast. So I know a lot of times the port profiles don't uh, do as well as the regular shows. But and, and I get it. That's because it's kind of me spouting off information more so than me may, maybe necessarily, uh, you know, telling funny stories or, or giving, uh, you know, I, I guess information and opinions and stuff like that. But I'm going to try to make this one a good one. I'm going to try to make this one one where I do. And this is, you know, the ice method. And <laughs> I came up with it. I just I don't know the information, the connection and the uh, entertainment value of it. You know, I'm going to try to entertain while I inform. So hopefully we'll be able to get that done. All right, let's move along. So uh, I told you um, a few weeks ago, I believe, about a timeshare uh, thing that I entered into. And you know those things are wacky. Um, I took a tour for Wyndham Resorts, and in exchange for that, plus $100, I was told, and it's pretty much true, uh, that I got a four-night, and that's basically a Monday through Friday, Friday morning, so you know you're getting off the ship early Friday, or a three night, which would be a Friday to Monday uh, cruise on the Norwegian Sky. You know, obviously one of their older ships, but at the same time, it uh, it is a Norwegian ship, legitimate cruise vacation, and all the alcohol was com- uh, included on that particular cruise, which they always are on the Norwegian Sky. So. I called it in. I was trying to do it. I was like, you know what? I want to look to do it sometime early June. Called two weeks ago. They told me that the uh, four-night sailings were no good anymore until November because NCL recommissioned that ship to do a lot of the Cuba sailings. That kind of – I was like, you know what? It's not really right. I bought this thing or took this tour or whatever. You know, I didn't go out of my way too bad. I took a three-hour tour. It was really actually nice to see the resort. But – at the same time, it's like you sold it to me under a certain set of conditions, and now it's not available anymore. But turns out it still looks good on the three-nighters, no problem. So, okay, I'll call back. Uh, now, you know, I was planning on doing a four-nighter middle of the week. Now it's just going to be a weekend three-night. Let me see what date works for me and the person I'm going with, so let's work that out. Spent about a week, put it on the back burner a little bit. I called yesterday looking for a June 9th sailing. They told me now... Everything is shut down until September. Is that some BS or what? Like, I don't know. They said, well, they have, we have no control over it. This is Norwegian that gives us the dates, and these are the dates that are not available. Well, you should you should take issue with Norwegian then because you were purchasing these, and you're selling them under a certain set of circumstances and reasons by which I should purchase it, and now it's not available till September. When, two weeks ago, you told me there was no issue with the three-night cruises. Ah, oh, pain in the ass. But, however... We're not going to let it ruin our day. And the reality is, shame on me, you do have to expect some of this wacky stuff when you start getting involved with timeshare deals and this and that. So I'll take that on the chin. But I will go on. Maybe I'll do a back-to-back. Maybe I'll book the sky as close as possible with the um, the uh, escape tour that I'm doing. That you want to see the... <laughs> The two ends of Norwegian, you're going to go on the sky, get off the sky, and then pop onto the escape. Yeah, that could be uh, just an ex- a social experiment in itself. All right, so 
gets even more sketchy here. So I got those free cruises, as you guys know, uh, from the Bahama Paradise Cruise Line. Now, we're not talking Norwegian here. We're not talking Carnival. We're talking Bahama Paradise Cruise Line. That's the one with the ship that goes out of the port in West Palm Beach. I told you guys I've done it before. And really, since you're paying next to nothing, if you manage your expectations, it's not an awful cruise. It's actually a pretty enjoyable cruise. Uh, it's a former Carnival, former, former Carnival ship, as you guys know, uh, I have it in my mind that I want to cruise that weekend. So I'm like, NCL's telling me it's blacked out. I can't. So you know what? I'm just going to bite the bullet and use one of my vouchers for that particular cruise. So I call up and they tell me all of June is blacked out. I'm like, geez. So all these blackouts, but that's what you get. I get it again when you deal with these cockamamie deals sometimes. You know, you can get lucky and have a good time, which I have before on them. Uh, I actually went on this cruise line and paid for it like a regular customer. But now, you know, we have these vouchers so I can jump in and just hit pay the port charges. But they tell me all of June is blacked out. Oh, but unless, unless I purchase a two-night stay in a Fort Lauderdale hotel right before the sailing for the low price of $59. So, okay, I'll do that. So it's basically the charge is going to be $59, and I get a two-night stay in Fort Lauderdale. I probably won't even go to the two-night stay. They say you have to because you have to pick up the ticket. So the person I'm sailing with is coming out of Fort Lauderdale anyway, so I'll be there anyway. I'll stop by the hotel at some point, pick up the tickets. I don't see myself, you know, like I said, I don't. I didn't plan on taking the four days off. I just wanted a few days to cruise. So we'll see what happens. Uh, we're booked for June 10th, and I'm pumped about that. Like I said, obviously not a real deal cruise on a real deal cruise line. But, you know, when you're a junkie like me, you just you want to get a taste of that uh, vitamin C, vitamin S-E-A. Should be a great time either way. I want to give a shout-out to Emma Cruises. Lots of good feedback from that interview uh, that we did last week. Got some on Instagram, stuff through email. Um, her website, again, cruising isn't for just for old uk. Uh, she said to me that she actually purchased the .com name for, as she puts it, uh, for purposes of not con- confusing us Americans anymore. I actually, it's probably, I'm a little, little bit under a rock, I guess, at some ports, and I, I probably should have known the .co.uk. I wasn't even aware that that was necessarily a thing. Um, again, probably should have, but, you know, she did, and uh, I think a few people did, and I think a lot of us over here don't necessarily know what the .co.uk is. So in efforts to do that, she's trying to step up the game, and she purchased the .com. So congratulations to her. But I want to thank her for coming on the show last week. And thanks again to Sherry from Cruise Tips TV for shouting us out, uh, shouting our interview out live on her stream last week. Um, you got to subscribe to this Cruise TV stuff. I mean, it's on YouTube, and you got to pay attention to when she does the live streams. They are they're they're actually like can't miss. You know when you're really into something. You know you, we all love cruising and this and that. And it's a little bit of a niche thing. And a lot of people you know that I, that I run around with my friends from home. They're not into cruising. And you know when you're into something and the people around you, your friends or whatever. You know you're trying to convince people how cool it is and they're just not as into it as you are. I mean I'll be with my friends. We'll be talking about the Giants or the Yankees. I'll try to t- I'll try to talk about cruising in the middle. Of, I don't know. They're not having it. They're just like Tom, no Tommy. Tommy, we don't care about the Carnival Splendor re- relocating to Port Everglades this summer. So uh, <laughs> I rely on those Cruise Tips TV live scre- streams, and you're like in a room with people who are all kind of into cruising just as much as you are. And it's just hardcore cruise talk, which, you know, you like. It's like fantasy football, fantasy baseball. 
you know, in those August months leading up to your draft. You just want to be around people that are talking about football players and position players and what their point value is and PPR leagues and this and that. You know, I'm into that with like cruising too and, you know, <laughs> my regular set of friends and the people that I come come up with day to day and are not quite, let's just say they're not quite as into cruising as I am. And this is, you know, those Cruise Tips TV live streams uh, are a great opportunity to kind of get in the mix with that. Um, that's about it. All right. Did you guys get a chance to take advantage of that $1 deposit thing from Princess Cruises? It was yesterday. Uh, I'm pissed. I was about to. I saw a Panama Canal sailing for January. Um, it was for $1089. I was like, you know, $1,089. I was all pumped up. I was, I was, I did jump all over it. Then I went to book it. And it conveniently said that there was a problem with the room and it wasn't available. So I went back, refreshed, looked for another room. Oh, what do you know? Lo and behold, what a shock. None of those rooms are available at that rate anymore. And uh, you can get your inside cabin for the new rate of twelve eighty nine. So, I don't know. I bailed on that. And uh, I meant to go back and look into it a little bit more and just... Even if it wasn't going to be a Panama Canal sailing or anything, I was meant to go back and just get in on the uh, $1 deposit thing. Even if it was for like two days, you know, who cares? Even if it's a year and a half down the road, get in. It's a dollar deposit. Get booked. You know what I'm saying? But it uh, wasn't to be. I don't know. I'll keep looking. It was it was only yesterday, right? You guys know? I mean, I'll check again today. I think that dollar deposit thing was only yesterday, but um, oh well. You snooze, you lose. All right, so let's get into some cruise news talk. Um, first and foremost, uh, noting that it is craft beer week. You guys know me, you know, how much I despise the craft beer. Uh, it's, a, you know, these trend stuff, you know, I had to check myself a little bit since I found myself despising everything over the last few years that was kind of considered a trend, you know, all that internet vernacular. It just drives me nuts. I don't know why it drives me nuts. I go crazy, but, um. I guess isn't that what you're supposed to do when you get older? Just start hating trends for no reason? You know, all the stuff that you see, you know, back in my day, we didn't, you know, have, you know, hashtag goals, stuff like that. Or that thing where they identify something like they like and then they just write the word though after it. Those jeans though. Finish your freaking thought. Those jeans though, why? What about those jeans? Or this weather though. I'm like, okay, go on. What about this weather? Talk about it. Do you like this weather? This weather, though, does it? So, I don't know. What about this weather? They slowed that down. They added to it. You know, they, they, they still don't finish it though. They write uh, stuff like, "Oh, this weather got me like," I, I don't know. Got you like what? I don't know. <laughs> it's like get off my lawn. The point is, I have no reason to let that stuff drive me nuts anymore. After all, isn't it really pretty much the responsibility as a citizen of the world to pretty much piss off the generation that came before you? Seems that way. Anyway, Carnival Vista joined the craft beer party by adding a tropical flavored beer to the Carnival Vista. The Red Frog Pub and Brewery is announcing the addition of Miami Guava. Uh, Brewmaster Colin Presby said that there are so many sailings to Cuba, he got inspired about making some beer that had a little bit of a tropical twist to it. Also available in honor of uh, Craft Beer Week uh, on a limited basis. Don't know what that means. It says limited basis, but will that be just like they have it only a few kegs every sailing and then it'll be run out? Or are they just going to run this for Craft Beer Week or they're going to run it for a limited time? I'm not sure what limited basis means are, and I apologize for that, but... uh, they have the Thirsty Frog Port Hoppin, uh, the Thirsty Frog Caribbean Wheat, and the Frisky Frog Java Stout, which is a little bit of a coffee uh, stout beer. So that sounds pretty good. 
I might I might mess with that one a little bit. I don't know. Did you guys know about Kelly and Chloe? <laughs> okay. This is out of control. I had no idea about this, but it's a web series originally produced by MSC Cruises. Um, the idea is pretty genius. It revolves around two young girls. They look to be like, I don't know, 10, 12 years old. And it's just their day-to-day adventures aboard an MSC cruise ship. When I saw this story, I had to take a quick look. So the two minutes I saw was, I mean, honestly, probably unintentionally hysterical. Uh, there's obviously not a huge budget for this show, but they do their best. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know. I'm laughing as I talk because, you, I don't know, you just have to look this up. Uh, what is it? It's uh, <laughs> Kelly and Chloe. Uh, It speaks directly to what it seems like MSC is going for because all their characters speak 100% English the whole time, but all of them, including the narrator, speak in a thick Italian accent where they're like – it's it's kind of a struggle like with with the English language. I I only think it's funny because uh, why they didn't either get an American – you know, an American people to kind of do this. It's like I said, MSC is – like we said, going for the North American market. And uh, this is a perfect example of them doing that because they clearly are an Italian Mediterranean-based cruise line. And this is, you know, originally coming from that area, but they do it in English. And they're not... The English is dicey at some points at, at best, to be honest with you. And I just don't know. It's weird, you know, just do it in Italian or, you know, I'm not saying they shouldn't do this because I clearly see what they're trying for. What they probably should do is tighten it up a little bit and go in with people who, I don't know, have a little bit better command of the language. And I'm not a, I know, I'm not one of those, you know, oh, you know, speaking of, no, it's not what I'm saying. It's hard to explain. I'm not trying to be offensive, but it's just funny to see. You don't often see that where it's a full show in full English, low budget, and everybody has a thick, I mean a thick Italian accent, but they're still trying to speak English. It's just a funny, it's, it's funny. You have to see it to see what I'm talking about. Um, you got to check it out. It's, it's, it's one of those hysterically so bad it's good shows, but at the same time, you might get into it because the backdrop is just cruise ship. You know what I mean? Like I said, I saw two minutes, and I have no idea how to describe what I saw. There was a pirate. You know, like it looked like the guy <laughs> dressed up in a costume that you take the picture uh, with at dinner, where he comes, puts the sword around your neck while you're trying to eat your freaking eggplant, and uh, you know he's interrupting you. You're, you're enjoying your dinner, and all of a sudden you got to take a picture with this pirate with a sword around your neck. Uh, but he's chasing these kids around the ship, and then they eventually defeat him by using the water cannons from the splash zone. <laughs> And then they put in gunshot sound effects. So it's people speaking barely any English, and they're running around with a low-budget seeming camera. And then they get into the uh, the pirates chasing these kids, and it's clearly just like a pirate let, dressed up like a pirate for Halloween. But he's – I think he's being billed as a real pirate, pirate. He gets to him. Finally, the kids stop at the splash zone. They open fire on him with the water cannon. And then they introduce some like real gun sounding sound effects. It's 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 very. F- you got to see it, guys. Just look at it. I don't know what else to tell you. Uh, anyway, during MSC sailings, the, any kid between the ages of eight and seventeen can audition for, believe it or not, season two of Kelly and Chloe. Uh, they can intru- uh, 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 audition on board. They'll need to be prepared to sing dance and then speak a little bit about why they want to be on the show which is clearly probably just a personality test they just want to see if the kid has charisma the kid is comfortable in front of a camera um 
and uh, that's pretty much it. It's a great idea. It's, it's a good idea as a way to get some synergy going between their marketing and their onboard experience. Um, I would definitely just tighten up the production a little bit. And uh, like I always say, I want them to do an adult version of this. I'll almost watch this show just because, oh, you know what? You see you see people, you see the shot of the captain in the bridge. You'll see a shot of the Lido deck. You'll see like, you know, staircase walk and talk scenes. Like, I don't know, man. When you're a cruising junkie like me, these types of things, you just like to see cruise ships. And I wish they would do an adult version of it. Like I said, bring back the love boat and put it on like an updated version of like a, you know, like a mega ship. You know what I mean? I don't care. Just birch. You could do a lot with that, I think, no? Um, all right, moving on. Holland America is adding another ship to the West Coast this season for sailings to the Mexican Riviera. They already have the Westerdam in San Diego, but joining her will be the Oosterdam. They, I shouldn't say damn, right? It's not damn. The Westerdam in San Diego. Joining her will be the Osterdam. Um, she'll be doing 11-night Mexican Riviera itineraries calling in Cabo San Lucas, Puerto Vallarta, and a place that I cannot pronounce. Um, all you West Coast cruisers are probably, uh, what are you, a moron? Know, know your pronunciations because they probably, what is it? It's Mazata, Mazatala, Mazatalan, Mazatlan, Mazatlan. Doing my best with that one, guys. I apologize. This is clearly an indication of how well the uh, Western Dom was doing in the area. And the upcoming season is looking to be a good one for Holland America. Holland America is based in Seattle. I was looking. I was like, are they based in Seattle? It's not Holland America. Well, it's Holland. It's America. Holland. Is there a Holland line? Is there a Holland? Just no, just no America? It's Holland America. I don't know. All right. So moving on. MSC is releasing more details about their affiliation with Cirque du Soleil aboard the new ship, the Meraviglia, which we thought was the Meraviglia. And um, Emma, who I think is actually booked on this cruise for Christmas, found out that it's Meraviglia, right? Meraviglia. Meraviglia, which sounds right. Uh, There will be eight different original shows made for the Meraviglia class of ships, and the first two have been revealed. The first one is called Viaggio. And Viaggio, and I'm reading. Like, you guys might hear like I sound like I read a lot, and most of the time, I a lot of times I am reading. But I produce the the content. I'll rewrite. I'll look at. I'll get some information, and I'll script it out for myself on the podcast. Uh, and, and that will be me reading, but it is my words. Um, in this regard, this is not my words. I am reading directly off of what the description was for the show. Uh, so it's on the Meraviglia, and it's the Viaggio, which is from Cirque du Soleil, like I said, the story of a passionate and eccentric artist who hears the call of his faceless muse. Mysterious and seductive, she beckons him into the vivid world of his unbridled imagination to complete his masterpiece. With each stroke of his paintbrush, the painter reveals the details of his grandiose tableau. Tableau, don't know that word. Electrifying colors fill the space with intriguing motifs and rich textures. Majestic acts transform the theater into a living canvas before our very eyes. A masterpiece comes to life. That sounds pretty cool. Uh, so all the while during this, again, in the spirit of Cirque du Soleil, they will be doing uh, high-flying, I guess, acts and you know contortionistic type of uh, things and just anything that you've come to be used to from Cirque du Soleil. Uh, the second show will be called Sonar, which uh, takes a guest on an auditory adventure with dancers, acrobats, characters, all moving to rhythm, conjuring a world of unique sensations, astonishing sounds, bold music, and immersive projections. Sonar culminates in a grand finale for the senses. Um, so that sounds like the first one sounds like it's 
got a little bit more of a storyline to it. Pay attention. There is like a little bit of a journey. There's some characters. There's a beginning, middle, and end. There's a narrative to it. The second one seems to be like a little bit more thematic and just kind of like uh, more of a sensory experience than the first one. Me saying that, I have nothing to base that on. I'm completely making it up based on critical thinking, reading it. Take it for what you will. Uh, no idea if that's true or not, but that's kind of my perception off of reading the descriptions. All right, that's the news. Let's get into the port profile, which is Nassau. Like I said, I'm going to stop the show here for a second. You hear a little music track, and I'm going to get into the port profile because the second half of this, the port profile portion of this uh, podcast will be also interactive on YouTube to be able to get those uh, visual aids, that slideshow that I alluded to before. Keith Urban. Mr. Worldwide, they say life is short, so I'ma live it up, tonight it's going down, till the sun comes up, darling. 2 a.m. and I'm about to lose my mind, the way she's moving that black dress like a hips are on fire, there in the headlights, dancing like she's in a movie scene, Alright, we are back. Let's get into the port profile. Shout out to everybody watching on YouTube. Uh, definitely if you've listened to the podcast and if you want to kind of maybe switch over to the YouTube version of this part, you can. But again, ideally we will make it so that you do not have to. Whether it's visual, whether it's just listening in the car or whatever because that's what's best for you. Continue to do so. It will be, uh, no, this is always going to be a podcast, guys. Anything we do on YouTube, any visual content we create will be to complement the podcast. We're not going to change anything we do for video or anything like that. So you podcast loyalists, the people who have been listening for a while, just know that this is for you. And, you know, you, the idea is the idea primarily is for you to be listening to it in your car, on your headphones, while you work out, in your commute, whatever you want to do. So, here we go. All right, so Nassau. This is an interesting port to me because, like I said, it's such a busy port. When do you go to Nassau and it's not loaded with ships, right? But at the same time, it seems like such a polarizing port. I shouldn't even say polarizing. That's the better word. Everybody wants to use the word polarizing when they talk about something bad, but it's not polarizing. People just a lot of times don't like it. Uh, I think the truth is is that if you look into Nassau and you do some research like I did, and I've spent a few days diving into Nassau, believe me, uh, I've done the work here. So the thing is, is like there's almost too much to do in Nassau when you look into it. It absolutely does not suck as a port. I think the fact that it has a place like Atlantis is kind of like a little bit of an Achilles heel because Atlantis is beautiful. It dominates, and it's so huge, and it, it, it it's expensive. And that almost kind of like everything else is when you compare it to Atlantis, sure, it's not Atlantis. But, you know, I'm going to get into some of the great, great, great things to do in Nassau. We're going to start with Atlantis, though, because, like I said, that is the kind of crown jewel uh, excursion of the port. So let's just 
we have to. We'd be completely remiss if we didn't talk Atlanta. So let's get into it. Um, this is, like I said, the main attraction for this port. In some cases, uh, it, it is looked at as like the only thing to do in the port. It's a resort. It's an entertainment complex. It's a water park, casino, an aquarium. It recreates the fantasy water city of Atlantis. And it really is one of the premier destinations for vacations in the world. It's got 141 acres of freshwater lagoons, saltwater lagoons, pools, natural aquatic habitats, rivers, much, much, much more. It really is just a world-class destination. And whether you're cruising or whether you're going to do a land vacation, please. I mean, Atlantis, let's just, let's just say what it is. I mean, the money they put into this thing, they really, really did not cut any corners when they built Atlantis and there's one in Dubai I know that I think there's a few others around the world but uh <clears throat> the main one the first one the, the flagship is in the Bahamas and you've heard for years all the celebrities that have gone there this and that and it's just changed the whole scope of of, of Paradise Island uh Starting with the water park, it's just a world-class water park with 18 slides. Uh, they call them the. It, they, it's basically the slide setup is called the Aqua Venture. It's tons and tons of options. They vary in size, they vary in speed, and just overall, I guess, levels of exhilarations. Uh, the scariest options they say are the Leap of Faith. Have you guys ever seen that thing? Oh my! I've been I've been to Atlantis a few times, and uh, I haven't done any of these. I I, I want to. I kind of want to do one. I think I'm going back soon. And, uh, you know, whether it's on that uh, Norwegian cruise that finally gives me the freaking, uh, you know, <laughs> voucher in September maybe. But when I go to back to Nassau, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step out of my comfort zone and do some of these slides. Like a leap of faith. You have the abyss and you have what they call the drop. Some of them are, you know, they have that one that's um, – goes literally almost a flat out drop straight down and then you slow down by contouring off into uh, a tube that goes through a shark tank which is i mean come on just scaring it just complete sensory overload right there they also have a head-to-head speed race slide called the challenger and uh my favorite one thing i can tell you i have done at nasa is called the current and that is their beautiful I mean, come on. I mean, they're lazy river. Uh, it goes around the whole entire park. There's several different entry points. And you, you could be just like chilling on the tube, relaxing. And then you kind of come around a corner. And there'll be some rapids, you know. That's <laughs> pretty – I mean, any, anybody who's into rides would be like uh, still yawning during the rapids. But for me, you know – you will. If you're not careful, you'll get knocked off that tube. But I definitely love that lazy river. And if you're just doing a lap or two around the lazy river, that in itself is a beautiful day. Come on. All right. What else do they have? They have Dolphin K. Uh, they opened Dolphin K to provide a home for 16 stranded dolphins who were displaced by a storm. This is not an aquarium. It does not do staged shows for the public. Uh, you got to you know say that because you know all the heat. Um, SeaWorld has been getting. It's a 14-acre environment with uh, with animal rescue and rehabilitation hospitals. It's got a habitat complete with lagoons, beaches. Uh, it's got a residential pool for the for the dolphins. Uh, there's also an education center with and a quarantine in case they get sick, and a separate sea lion center. So they're doing it all for these dolphins. They're you know providing a safe place for them. They're not necessarily torturing them and exploiting them by putting them through all these like heavy training you know sessions just to entertain you or me this purposes of the you know what they're trying to do is just uh provide a comfortable environment for these dolphins who were displaced by the storm 
They teach them, like I said, the education center uh, gives them, ideally gives them some some skills as well as gives you, the public, some skills uh, about learning about the Dolphins, about what they do and what they're all about and, you know, how they live and, you know, what makes them tick and what, you know, how smart, they, how smart these animals are. I mean, the level of, you know, remember, Dolphins are mammals too. They, uh... They, they, I th- they don't think they breathe underwater, do they? No, they have to come up for air, dolphins. So they're, uh, and it's really, really interesting animals. How their ability and their capacity to learn is amazing, and all that stuff is on display here at Dolphin Cape. You have uh, Atlantis Adventures. So if you want to get crazy at Atlantis, you could do a bunch of other stuff. They offer scuba diving, snorkeling, snuba, shark experiences. If you're, uh, if you're feeling like you know a shark experience stingray experiences underwater tours of the ruins of atlantis uh, they have a program for kids too it's called sea squirts uh they have over a hundred marine biologists can you imagine that they're paying over a hundred marine biologists to be on staff they will walk you through the whole experience if you have questions again like i said education center they want to teach you about these uh you know this aquatic wildlife as well as you know have you have an enjoyable vacation experience as a tourist uh they have a marine habitat. They have aquariums, like I said, the lagoons, the caves, the underwater ruins, uh, filled with hundreds of species of sea life, accessible by walking along the underground path below the resort. Have you guys ever done that? Uh, it's pretty much I'm just describing the aquarium at, at at Nassau. I'm not the biggest aquarium guy, but this will absolutely floor you. You walk into a tunnel, and it's pretty much pitch black, so you have to watch where you're going. But you're looking around in every tank. It's almost like an I don't know. It's almost like an ascending level of coolness about all the tanks, but they're all just giant, full human-sized windows. You'll, you'll first you'll see a bunch of fish that are like the same color. They have these black and white, uh, black and yellow uh, fish, you know, uh, that are all the same color, swimming around in unison a lot of times. Then they'll have the stingrays, which is cool, and then they'll you'll just be. You'll, you'll see the sharks. They'll just be these huge, mega fish that you're like you cannot believe. Like you're literally separated from them by six inches turtles stingrays everything and they're huge they're just monster mega fish and you're putting the hand your hand on the glass and again i'm not easily impressed with uh uh, you know aqua uh, aquatic wildlife and stuff like that but you walk through that underground you know tunnel in that aquarium at nassau it's amazing and you don't have to pay the full price for like the water park and everything you can just do the aquarium i don't think it's free right i don't remember what it actually is that's another thing guys i'm gonna make this disclaimer here too as far as the information i'm giving you i'm giving you a lot of information there's always going to be like i said the whole the more you know the less you know thing it would be you know, I could sit here and talk to you for three days. If we were going to get into every single tour and everything, every excursion you could do, and what price it was it, and was it for kids, and is it for adults, and is it during peak time, during not peak time, uh, during before six o'clock, after six o'clock, all that stuff. I'm going to give you a lot of information, but just know that. If you hear something interesting, you may have to research it a little bit more to get the details. You know what I mean? If you want to do the powerboat adventure, you may find out that you have to book it by noon. I may not have that information, but again, just listen to the information I give you about the island and about Nassau. And if something sounds interesting, dive in it for yourself a little bit. Dive deep into it because, again, I could sit here and talk for days and there still wouldn't be – there would still be information out there that I'm not necessarily going to have time to bring to the table for you. All right. So, again, speaking on that, I am not sure what the price is, if any, 
for just the Sea Life tour, uh, the underground aquarium at Nassau, uh, but or at Atlantis. But check it out. Definitely look into that because it is absolutely worth it. You could definitely spend the whole day there. And you maybe there's a lot of stuff to do on Paradise Island too, which we'll get into. If you want to do like an aqua adventure. Um, and I'm sorry, you know, if you want to do like the underground aquarium, you could do that walking and then hit up a beach after that without necessarily doing the wa- uh, water park. Uh, all right, so Atlantis also has a bunch of general activities like tennis courts. There's plenty of shopping there. There's a beautiful fitness center and spa there. There's uh, pot- pottery classes if you guys want to go Patrick Swayze ghost style on everything. Um, pottery classes, believe it or not. They have a full library uh, in case you, I don't know, you want to go in and start reading uh and start checking out books and i don't know they still have the dewey decimal system if you want to check out the card catalog over there they have a library uh they have a complimentary movie theater it's a beautiful theater that uh you will be able to see as well Uh, the pictures are flashing across if you're on youtube right now and uh there are some shots of the movie theater whether it's before after or during this commentary but you will see them up there it's gorgeous so um what else Oh, and the movie theater does have current releases, too. They will show you current releases, and it is complimentary. Uh, They have the Ocean Club Golf Course. I mean, a beautiful golf course designed by Tom Weisskopf. I think that's how you pronounce his name. I'm not a golf guy, but it has uh, 18 holes, as it should, I guess, right? It's a par 72 championship course on the Paradise Island Peninsula. Uh, it's got a pro shop. It's got a beautiful restaurant on site, and it is connected to Atlantis. But uh, it, like I said, on Paradise Island, if you're into golf, you can spend the whole entire day golfing there and have a couple of drinks and some food afterwards as well. You could tie that into a beach day as well if you have some time, if you can really get through those old 18 holes in an expeditious manner. Tours are offered through the resort, you know, just general tours. You know, you have the Rum Runners Passage, rum tasting. You have the uh, Nassau Seeker, uh, City Seekers Tour. You have a hop-on, hop-off gallery museum tour. You have the art and dine gallery food experience. And then uh, apparently they're very big with alliteration because they're going to make me say they have a bar-hopping, bootleggers, bites, and booze from Bacardi drinking tour. Uh, They have a local beers uh, brew tour as well. You know, you just would have to check in with the staff at at uh, Atlantis if you wanted to go through those. I wouldn't necessarily recommend a lot of those. I I would think I would probably recommend that more for people who are staying on the resort. But you do have that availability to do the resort for a day type setup and situation at uh, Atlantis as well. They have a yacht and fishing tours available by request. You can call up and, you know, they will book you a yacht. They will book you a private fishing tour. If you're going to do either of those, if you're going to even waste your time with that phone call, I suggest you have uh, a large amount of disposable income because I guarantee you that there will be um, in the many thousands of dollars to do the yacht situation. Not sure about the fishing tour, but check on it. Check on it if you want. But we'll get into a lot of other options, and there will be plenty of opportunities for you to fish if you are in Nassau and you don't necessarily have to do it by a private charter. they also have a giant 9,000 square foot pool called the Cove. Uh, it's got cabanas, it's got a lounge areas, it's right at the beach as well. You guys know they have a casino there. There's a comedy club there. There's a nightclub for adults, and there's a nightclub for kids. Both they have actually a Nobu 
on site uh, and they have a bunch of other restaurants uh, but those are all exclusive to guests of the resort but like I said you can do the resort for a day option you just got to go to the front desk and ask for that and you will have access to all those things as well again that's not a cheap option I'm not acting like it's uh, you know anybody could just pop up there and do it but it's Atlantis it's Nassau it's the Bahamas and I'm not gonna you know leave it out all right, let's get into some of the other stuff in Nassau, you know, slash Paradise Island, slash, you know, surrounding little K's or keys or islands, however you want to say it, keys, K's, islands around it. Here we go. Uh, you got Cable Beach. Have you guys heard of Cable Beach? It's on the north side of the island. It's just a bit west. It's on the mainland of, let's just say that first. Okay, so Nassau is a city. Nassau is not an island. New Providence is the island, and uh, Nassau is the main city on that island. So you have the north side of the island, uh, just a bit west of where Paradise Island is on New Providence is Cable Beach. It's a very, very popular beach and maybe the most talked about beach on the island overall, uh, but it's mostly for non-cruise passengers. It can get crowded because uh, it's near the resorts, but it not it's not necessarily cruise ship crowded. Great for, obviously, laying in the sun, but you're going to get some stingray sightings. You can do all your water sports at Cable Beach. It is a very mainstream beach. It's got beautiful white sand. You're going to see some locals there. Since it's not necessarily in the downtown tourist area as much, it's a little off to the side a little bit. You do get a mix of resort guests and locals that go there. Uh very, very clean bathrooms, plenty of places to shop. The travelers say that the vendors are not pushy there. So you can have a lot of options to shop, but you're not necessarily getting harassed like you will at some other places. Uh, because I guess, again, being with the fact that the resorts are in that area, uh, there's a deal with them. And that's apparently very, very frowned upon. It's about six or seven miles from the cruise terminal. And it's about, a, you know, if you get in a cab, it's about 15, 20 minutes to get there. Moving on. Another beach. We're talking beaches right now, but this is more than a beach. It's Clifton Heritage National Park. This is a national park on the far west edge of the island, and it features a lot of wildlife. It's got a, I mean, almost a lot of greenery, like a forest, and tons of beach space. See, the highlight for most people at uh, Clifton Heritage National Park is snorkeling in a place called the Statue Garden. And there's these statues that are on the beach. It's It's kind of... I don't want to say creepy, but like a little, I don't know. It's, 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 it's looks spiritual. It kind of looks just like these statues. There's a bunch on the beach that are just apparently staring into the water. And then there's a bunch under the water. So when you snorkel, you'll get a chance to kind of dive down and or, or scuba. You'll, you'll get a chance to dive down and see a lot of these sculptures that are just placed permanently at the, you know, at the base of the, uh, you know, where, where you're snorkeling. There's a small fee to gain entrance to the park. Uh, if you're exploring on your own and not with a tour bus, keep in mind that the cab fare will probably cost you as much as the whole thing will. So if you're going to do Clifton Heritage National Park, that's an example of something I would mention that you probably should do an excursion with. Because, like I said, you'll get entrance to the park, you'll get possibly a tour of the park, and you'll get transportation to and from guaranteed to make the ship. And uh, that'll be probably... As almost as much, if not more, than just the regular cab ride that would be if you did it on your own. But uh, Clifton Heritage National Park sounds like a really cool uh, excursion to do because you can get it all in. You can get the beach in. You can get a little bit of a, you know, a, a rainforest in there, like a forest in there, and you can get some snorkeling in there as well. And you could see a lot of history and just 
some cool stuff. There's there's tours, uh, many tours also combine a beach day. Uh, you can kayak. Uh, there'll be a boxed lunch. You know, just like I said, do some research. Look up tours, Clifton Heritage National Park, and there'll be tons of options. Packaging, you know, a bunch of different things. Very very varied options based on what's more important to you. The issue with this thing is that the distance from the cruise terminal is 17 miles. I mean, you can get there in a half hour, 35 minutes, no traffic, but it is a little bit of a uh, of a of a of a hike there. So just make sure again, always have your wristwatch tuned in to ship time so you make sure you don't miss the ship. Moving on, one of the more pop, the probably the most popular and the busiest beach for cruise passengers is uh, Junkano Beach. This is a crowded beach. It's a party beach at times. Great, great view of the ships that are in port. It's beautiful if you like a lot of action. It's only a couple miles from the cruise port, so you can imagine how busy it does get. Uh, there's a lot of. Um, Issues, they say, maintaining cleanliness sometimes, and I guess that's just kind of in proportion to how, you know, much foot traffic and people, you know, do hit up this beach. Um, There's a lot of people there. Plenty of water sports here. The vendors here, like we talked about, in contrast to Cable Beach, are a little bit more pushy, but they're still very polite for the most part. Uh, you get plenty of options of grilled food, jerk chicken, and the prices there are pretty good. By the way, when you're there, definitely check out the Tiki Bikini Hut. It's pretty historic. It's a really, really fun place to get a get a drink. And there's, like I said, plenty of grilled food, jerk chicken around there that you can get at a really good price. Uh, Junkano Beach got its name from a festival, believe it or not. It's almost like a, a carnival that they have every year on Boxer Day. And that's the uh, that's the day after Christmas, right? Boxer Day? I think so. So they have this out-of-control carnival where people are marching up and down the street in uh, crazy costumes. It's just a huge festival, huge party, and it's just a really, really historic part of the fabric of Nassau and the Bahamas as a whole. Uh, it's called Junkano, and they named this beach after it. We'll talk about Junkano and that festival a little bit later in the podcast. Moving on as far as beaches, we're going to go to Cabbage Beach. That's a funny name for a beach, but yeah, it is what it is. Cabbage Beach, also one of the more popular beaches in Nassau. It's on Paradise Island right near the golf course. So keep in mind, like I said, if you're looking to get in around the golf and you want to combo it with a little bit of a dip in the ocean or a beach day, this might be your best option. It's also near Arawak. Uh, and Arawak is the place where they have the fish fry. We'll talk more about that, that as well. Got to check out the fish fry if you're in Nassau and you're kind of just like floating around and you didn't book Atlantis for the day and you want to be uh, you want to experience some of the local food and local culture. Definitely the Arawak uh, fish fry is something you want to make sure you do. Um, there's lots of space on this particular beach. We're back to Cabbage Beach now. It's uh, recommended to be careful though when you are swimming because on Cabbage Beach there definitely are no lifeguards and the currents have kind of been known to be a little strong. There's some riptides out there. Um, but the the it, I mean I'm telling you when I tell you the most beautiful white sand and really I think for my money you know just doing the research I've done and seeing a lot of the pictures the water stands out the some of the bluest gorgeous water you'll ever see uh, again it's a little bit out of the way you're probably not going to get crushed with tourist traffic here but again you will you know it's on Paradise Island so you may get some Atlantis people and some land based vacation people you got your water sports here. Um, it's just a great, great, great beach. It's uh, five miles and around 15 minutes from the cruise port. 
you can get a bus from like where they have the Dunkin' Donuts area where like downtown and like Senior Frogs is and everything like that. There is a bus that takes you right there for $1. But again, give yourself some time. Always have that watch on ship time so you know you're not going to miss the ship. Again, five miles, around 15 minutes if you're in a regular cab. Moving on to the next beach, we got Orange Hill Beach. If you take JFK Drive past Cable Beach, you're going to come across uh, Orange Hill Beach. It's, it's the Orange Hill Beach Inn is probably the first thing you'll notice. And it's a boutique hotel. hotel. Uh, Nassau, it's very historic. People know about it. People love to stay there. Uh, so a lot of celebrities have stayed there in their various trips to Nassau, especially pre-Atlantis. This is a gorgeous, small, and mainly quiet by comparison beach uh, if you're looking for some tranquility. It's a short beach. doesn't have a ton of beach space. But again, like I said, very, very quiet. You're going to have to go about 10 miles and uh, 20 minutes, a 20-minute cab ride from the cruise terminal. Uh, might be uh, more of an option for those who are overnighting and maybe taking a land, land-based land vacation. If you are there, definitely check in the Orange Hill Beach Inn. Uh, you know, you get some food there and just check out the history of that, you know, institution of Nassau. Uh, all right, so you, next you have a Lum- Love Beach and uh, Compass Point Beach as well. That's just, This is just past Orange Hill. Uh, also, very, very similar. You almost probably won't know where one starts and the other uh, begins, but it's uh, similarly similarly calm. It's small. It's tranquil. Love Beach is also famous for the very popular Nirvana Beach Bar, cool little place to get catch a cocktail, uh, maybe something to eat, uh, right close to the beach. It's about 12 miles and about 35, 30, 30, 35 minutes from the cruise port. What they say on Love Beach, maybe that's how it's got its name. This is pure speculation here now, ladies and gentlemen. But it uh, a lot of people like to have their wedding and they get married on Love Beach. So uh, check out Love Beach if you are so inclined when you're in Nassau. Remote, a little out of the way, enjoy it. All right, another institution of Nassau is the Bay Street Thoroughfare, a.k.a. or not a.k.a. but within the Bay Street Thoroughfare is the Straw Market. This is just the downtown district that's filled with shops, bars, restaurants, a bunch of street vendors. I mean, great for exploring, shopping, eating, drinking, people watching especially. But um, look out for the couple of negatives that people uh, tend to say about Nassau as a whole. You may experience a lot of that while you're at the Bay Street thoroughfare. You're going to get the big crowds. You're going to get maybe not necessarily the cleanest experience. You know, And they do say that about Nassau. It can be a little dirty. And this is an area where you could experience that. But again, you know, I'm from freaking New York City and uh, living in Astoria, Queens and commuting to Manhattan. I guess I'm a little less sensitive to a piece of trash, you know, blowing by like, uh, you know, uh, you know, I don't know. It, it's not necessarily as offensive to me. Again, yeah, you go away, you want to see everything nice and pristine, and they probably it probably does sound like they could do a better job at keeping this area clean, but it is what it is, and uh, it's not necessarily going to ruin my trip. I like the action. I like crowds. I like crowds. I like uh, hustle and bustle. I'm definitely an, an urban-type guy, uh, city-type guy. You know, um, They say this is an area where the vendors – and you could imagine with all the vendors that are there, they're definitely going to be pushy, and they're going to try to have that you know, sales mentality going, and they're going to try to borderline harass you to coming in. But, you know, guys – they're going to harass people who will let them be harassed. You know what I mean? Just don't. It's very, very simple. Just look forward. You could even look at them directly in the eye and say, smile and say, no, thank you. I'm okay. Be very, very friendly, but be very, very stern. You know what I mean? Thank you so much. No, I'm good. Appreciate it. But uh, no, thank you. 
thank you know just kind of like in a but they, they they're gonna you know <laughs> like i say you know if you're in the if you're in the water and you want to avoid getting eaten by a shark you don't have to outswim the shark you just have to outswim the people you're with like i said there's plenty of people that are going to be like oh really okay i feel bad saying no let me walk in here with you that let them feast on those people you are going to you got places to go you know what you want you know where you want to be even if you don't even feel bad stopping in don't be like oh you know what i don't want to stop in there because they're going to bother me stop in let them ask you. You almost just like let them ask you seventeen times if you need help. Just keep smiling and say no, thank you. Just looking, no, thank you. Just looking, and then they're like, oh, I'm starting to annoy this person. Let me leave them alone, and they may get annoyed. But you know what? That has no effect on you. You know, you're there to shop. You may be there to patronize their shop. You may buy something. You may not. Their level of salesmanship or or, or how high the level of them harassing you is, just. Just understand it's part of shopping in the Caribbean as a whole, and don't let it ruin your day. That's that's all I can really say about that. I mean, I'm not saying be rude to people because you know what I mean. You know, you never know. Who knows who you're gonna say on what day, and you know who had a bad day, and what they're capable of, or what they have to lose. So you don't want to necessarily be rude to people, but just be very, very clear and very, very blunt. All right, moving on. There are some forts in Nassau. I didn't know that, but there's three forts that are all really, really cool. And I guess we'll start with um, Fort Montague. This is the smallest fort. It's like almost like if it can be possible to say this, it's like a cute fort. <laughs> it's along the beach, about two miles away from the cruise terminal. It's not a ton to see there as far as the destination, but if you're in that area and you see it, definitely stop by. There's some really, really cool opportunities to get a picture. This fort was actually captured by the U.S. forces during the American Revolution. General Washington used the supplies that he found there uh, uh, you know, and the ammunition uh, later on in the war to, 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 I guess, help the war effort and ultimately make us free however you want to look at that but it is a four cannon fort it's got like a cannon at each corner and it's just a cool little fort to see it's a beautiful area and definitely definitely worth the photo op all right moving on you have fort fincastle and uh you can kind of combo that with what's called the the queen staircase and combo that with these beautiful uh lush falls that they have there it's a short walk from the cruise terminal as well it's not terribly exciting but i would say definitely just like you said if you're walking around that area there's some serious history there it's a great area to take pictures as well and like more probably picturesque and more cool to see than uh you know the fort montague because like i said you do have the queen staircase which is i don't know i didn't count the steps but it looks like you know 75 50 50 to 100 steps and uh it's an impressive impressive thing to look at like i said as is the waterfall Tons of carved, carved rock, incredible natural and man-made architecture. Uh, you, at this fort, you can actually reach the highest point in Nassau. Some breathtaking sights. Get a really good look. Get really, actually get a good workout running up and down those stairs. Make sure you hydrate. Make sure you put your sunscreen on. Make sure you have a nice, good attitude and you're in, good, in a good mood because, like I said, it is hot. But I think this would probably be my favorite fort to check out only because, like I said, you get the fort, you get the staircase, and you get the uh the waterfall and um you do have options to get guided tours on that as well uh and then the largest fort is fort charlotte it's larger than montague and fincastle but um it was built in anticipation for a french invasion that never came so while it's the biggest fort in nassau it never saw any action whatsoever the uh 
interesting guided tours will give you plenty of information regarding the fort and uh, also a lot of history about the island as well and you will get great great views from Fort Charlotte as well and if you want to like I said <clears throat> excuse me if you want to uh, you know spend a, spend a lot of time at a fort this might be the fort for you because there is uh, like I said it's the largest one moving on what else is there to do you guys like rum if you guys like rum we got the John we like a <laughs> Why did I just whip into the Nassau, cha- uh, Nassau Chamber of Commerce right there? Uh, I apologize. The John Watling Rum Distillery. John Watling was a pirate. This is a very, very short tour. You can get a tour of the distillery. It's a short tour. It's not a whole lot to it, but the distillery itself is really cool, and it's a really popular place to hang out uh, with some damn good rum, might I add. They offer samples to the guests and allow for plenty of drinking before, during, and after the tour. If you decide to skip the tour, you can go to the John Watling dis- uh, Distillery and buy some rum, drink some rum. It's a place for rum. Uh, apparently, people do a lot of this. They skip the tour, head right to the distillery. You could see all the barrels. You could see like how it's made and everything like that. Just get a cool, you know, visual of inside and outside of the distillery, and have some rum while you do so. Uh, well, I guess we're on the vice section of the uh, port profile. We're going to talk about Great Cliff cigars. Uh, the Great Cliff Cigar Factory. You can get lessons on how to clean, how to store, how to roll cigars. You'll get a lesson on where the tobacco comes from, how it's grown, and. Actually, you'll get a certification. Uh, you'll, you'll be a uh, certified cigar roller. They'll teach you the art of learning how to blend certain leaves with one another. If you're into cigars and, and you know, you get at the end you get to keep the creation if you are a cigar smoker. Um, this is a great tour. Lasts approximately three hours. Costs around 80 bucks, and you, you really, really get an in-depth feel of what it's like to work in a cigar shop and how to make a cigar. And like I said, you get to keep your own. You get a certification of um you know you you're, you're i guess it's i'm sure it's pretty much just honorary <laughs> i'm sure you can't take this put it on your resume and walk into we'll go to cuba and start rolling cigars and make a living doing that but you do get a cert- certificate saying that you uh you do know how to roll a cigar and you'll walk out of there knowing a lot about it and maybe you know what some of you people that don't smoke cigars you know what here's a good way to start the habit Check it out. Um, I would think it was interesting. I, I don't. I don't smoke cigars. I don't smoke anything. Smoking. No offense. I'm not. It's not I'm not offended by it. But it's just. It's, I don't know. All right. So if you got some kids, you want to see some animals. You're into some nature. You want to. You want to kind of get into. You know the the habitats, the animal life of Nassau. You have the Artistra Zoo and Conservatory. It's got over 200 animals. Uh, 135 are available for close encounter experiences. It's Nassau's first zoo. It's pretty much Nassau's. If not their only zoo, it's their main zoo. It's got four acres. It's got mammals, reptiles, birds. It's got the uh, Caribbean flamingo, which is the Bahama national bird. You can walk around them. Literally, it's kind of weird. I, I watched, again, I did a lot of research for this, looked at YouTube videos. You can walk around a bunch of flamingos. So you're walking around. you got birds that can land on your – you could feed them out of your hand. You could hold them. They, hit a, they sit on your shoulder. Meanwhile, you're walking around with flamingos, colorful parrots and – you know they're all uncaged. You can walk right up to them, take pictures with them. Uh, it's eighteen bucks for adults. Kids are free. Uh, really cool for adults, but the kids will love it. And it's less than two miles away from the port. So if you want to check out a zoo, it's not I'm like I'm saying. I'm not sitting here to tell you it's the San Diego or the Bronx Zoo. It probably wouldn't be the first thing I would run to. But if I was into zoos and wildlife, I would definitely be at this place, the Artistra Zoo and Conservatory. Check it out for more information. 
do some research. All right, moving on. The fish fry, Arawake, or Arawaki, however you want to say it. The fish fry is a staple for Nassau. And I would suggest if you're a foodie, if you want to get some local cuisine, if you want to, you know, be in the mix and know what, you know, the real kind of, I guess, native foods to the island are, this is where you want to be. And it's a one-stop shop. Just go to the fish fry. Everybody knows what the fish fry is. Everybody knows what, the, what it, where it is. And it's a bunch of pastel kind of like looking buildings that just have their own varieties of what you can get. You get jerk chicken. You can get conch. You can get... Um, Conch salad, you know, done a, conch done a bunch of different ways. Now, this is what you're going to have to realize and understand. You're in the Bahamas, and in America, we've gotten so germ conscious, and even on the cruise ship, you know, the whole, you know, you, you got hand sanitizers around every corner, you got health department regulations, you got sanitary stuff that we've all become so used to. If, you know, in, in New York City, they have the grading system A, B, C, and D. God forbid somebody's got a B, you are not eating there. This is the mindset you're going to have to kind of get away from a little bit. If you want a conch salad, I'll just start with that. I don't know if you realize, like, like let's, just say, let's just say this. Forget about the gloves. There's no gloves involved. Uh, the running water isn't necessarily as, <laughs> you know, it's a, there's clearly not as many regulations and rules for sanitary purposes. You like to think. That they took all the precautions necessary. You like to think that they came in with clean hands. You want to, but I'm going to tell you something. I would eat it. I'm not telling. I'm telling you, I would reluctantly eat it, but I would eat it. But I don't know. Just something about watching. It's almost like it's like a conch salad. I've never had it actually. I love conch fritters. I love you know, I, I love it in a lot of different forms. But I've never had conch salad, uh, and I can't wait to now looking at some of these videos. But there are, uh, you know, it's pretty much like a ceviche. And what they do is they deshell it, which is a fascinating process. They take the conch out of the conch shell, and then they take it, they chop it up, and then you know they chop up a bunch of vegetable, uh, fruit, vegetables, you know, onion, tomato, uh, a few others, and then they kind of toss it all together, and then they squeeze a ton of lemon or lime on it, whatever it is, and like ceviche. The acid from the citrus fruits, orange and everything like that, that's what cooks or makes the conch the conch edible, and that's what kind of like naturally. What's what's the word? I forgot the word. Uh, not braised, not based. Uh, oh, what's that word? Cures it, right? Cures it, pretty much. And uh, that that's and 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 they're squeezing these, you know ounces and ounces of juices into the conch salad with their bare hands so everything on their hands is you know being washed into the conch i'm making it sound very very gross right now but if you watch some of these youtube videos uh you know watch them make conch salad that's just how they do it and yeah because of i think it's more because of how i've been conditioned wash your hands everything but it's washing your hands everybody has to wear gloves everything they don't have that's not how they do it that's not how they do it. I'm sorry. So if you want to be adventurous, I mean, that's that's what goes on. And I absolutely wouldn't. A lot of these restaurants you'll go to in uh, Nassau, they show you the kitchen tour. The kitchen just looks like your, your, yours in my kitchen. And I'm telling you, you think you're eating in a nice restaurant, and you are, but the guy who's making your food is uh, you know, a native who's got a wife beater on, no gloves, and may or may not have washed his hands after his last trip to the bathroom. Am I sound? Yes, I'm sounding gross right now, but we're real here. We're talking real. I'm telling you, I watch these videos, and these guys just with 
you know, without hesitation, just squeeze these inordinate amounts of uh, citrus juice into this and then hand mix it, hand mix the whole thing. If you're okay with that, then do it. It just throws me off a little bit, and I'm giving you that kind of like heads up warning. I would still try it. I'm out there. You know what? I'm a big when in Rome guy. I would try it. I would see a lot of people be like, oh, no, thank you. I'll, uh, I'll pass, but not me. Anyway, the uh, fish fry, Arawake, definitely check that out. It's uh, a little bit kind of uh, – it's it's on – it's it's near Paradise Island on the north, I would say, east portion of the chain of islands. But I would definitely, definitely make my way there, and I'm definitely going to go there the next time. I want to see that. Uh, conch salad, conch fritters, you know, jerk chicken, all that stuff. I'm going to go from vendor to vendor and try most, if not all, of it. All right, moving on to the art galleries. Art the uh, art galleries, this really – and listen, let me tell you this. This is an example of something I'm also not into. I'm not into art, museums, stuff like that. That's not necessarily my thing, embarrassingly, embarrassingly enough. But doing the research that I saw, the National Art Gallery of the Bahamas, uh, it's the flagship of the Bahamas art scene. And it's if you're going to do one, this is the one you do. It's under a mile from the cruise terminal, just up the street from Junkano Beach. Um, it's modern, traditional. It's got statues. It's got pottery. Many other types of creations by local artists all throughout this impressive gallery. It's, uh, you know, through the years, it's got old pieces of work. It's got new pieces of work. The intention here is to create and preserve the identity and the culture of the Bohemian people. Uh, seeing these pieces gives you a weighted feel of the rich history of this particular part of the world. I'm actually probably going to check this out next time because just looking at the colors and, you know, what the different pieces of art mean, you know, they touch on the slavery days, they touch on the pirate days, and they do it in such a really, really kind of visually attractive way. The different rooms represent different places. and Even the rooms themselves are gorgeous. And uh, like I said, not necessarily being a huge art gallery guy. I mean, this art gal- it's art museum basically is what it is, is a great, great way to walk in and really feel like you're getting a true piece of the Bahamas, piece of Nassau, and you're getting back on that ship, <clears throat> knowing more about this culture, knowing more about the people than you otherwise did before you, before you went to the gallery. Uh, there's another art gallery called Pop Pop Studios. It's less than two miles from the cruise terminal, and this is I mean, this is definitely a startup. This is definitely a mom and pop. Uh, they focus on pop art. It was started by a guy named John Cox, who has become a little bit of a uh, a local celebrity there. He took pride in creating a community of pop artists that try to draw inspiration from each other. So, you know, he didn't just be like, you know what, let's just set this gallery up and get this thing going and posts, you know, whoever wants to. Now, what he wanted to do was create an artist community, almost like a comedy troupe or an acting troupe or a theater troupe or theater group of people that kind of like feed off each other, establishing a community, like I said. Uh, They stress collaboration in their work. Uh, Through some research, I can tell you that this is not your father's art gallery. There's a very modern feel to it. Uh, The facility that they work in as well, they can maintain the facility themselves. Uh, They're known throughout the community now. It might be cool to check out their community, which does pretty much everything on site from you know maintaining the the grounds and everything and if you want to kind of these guys obviously clearly this is a passion project and if you have any interest in art particularly pop art anything like progressive in the in the art world uh you definitely want to check out pop pop studios um again like i said less than two miles from the cruise terminal let's get into straight up museums not necessarily art related 
first and the funnest one it seems like is the pirates museum uh pirates of nassau museum um this is more of an educational center than I'd say that is a collection of artifacts. A lot of the stuff that is there, they'll have some artifacts there, but a lot of the stuff that is there is kind of man-made, recreated. Uh, word is that this place has so much info that everyone who has any type of curiosity for piracy at all will be fascinated by what this museum brings to the table. Um, the building itself was actually a former pirate sanctuary because, you know, you just had it was almost like pirate cultures. Pirate, was pirate, piracy was something that you did back in the uh, mid-1800s. And for $18 per adult, you'll get all the info you could ever need. It's just steps away from the cruise terminal. Uh, tons and tons of information, like I said, but you could actually board a replica pirate ship. You can kind of get a feel. You know, they, they know it's a replica. You're not actually boarding a pirate ship. But, you know, they created it after a certain, uh, uh, I guess, maybe not a particular certain ship, but probably like an amalgamation of a bunch of ships. And you can get on it and really kind of feel what it's like to be aboard a real pirate ship again i would absolutely love this as an adult and i probably will check this out when i'm there i think because i'm saying that's what i'm gonna do i'm probably just gonna go on my own and just do a bunch of stuff you know start out downtown looking at the urban stuff and then probably ending up on paradise island to arawake the fish fry that's the that's the nassau trip that i'm gonna probably take next time uh so <laughs> kids but adults as well will probably love this um so you also have the Heritage Museum of the Bahamas. This is a small place, seemingly unassuming place. Um, from outside, you know, it doesn't really look like much. But when you walk in, you're clubbed over the head with fascinating historical info about the Bahamas, as well as uh, genuine artifacts covering hundreds of years. You'll get a set of headphones. And you'll get a narrated tour that covers the rich history, including a very moving talk about the days of slavery. Well, um, they, they, a lot of the stuff, and again, I haven't experienced this, but what people are saying is that when they touch on that, they don't pull any punches. And they're very, very realistic and they're very, very – it's a very emotional uh, part of the tour. And you really get a real deal look into the – you know, the slavery days in Nassau, which were, you know, alive and well during that time. Um, it's only $10.50. It's also in the downtown area right near the cruise terminal. It's actually in the Greystone Hotel. So the uh, so you can hit a few other tours and sites at the same time if you want to do that. Um, did I say Greystone? I did, right? It's actually Grey Cliff. Sorry about that. A lot of stuff here, guys. Doing my best. All right, moving on. Museum Expo, another really cool museum that I am absolutely going to check out uh, when I'm down there is the Junico Expo Museum. We talked about the Junico word, the name. It came from, you know, I don't know where it came from, but as it pertains to all these tourist attractions, it's basically based around that festival they have on Boxer Day, that parade, that carnival. Uh, it uh, apparently was a pleasant surprise to the many folks who thought it wouldn't be that impressive. Uh, this is an interactive museum uh, that is a little off the beaten path, but still relatively close to downtown. Each room that you walk into will represent a different period of time throughout Bohemian history. And a heavy premium is placed on costume and participation activities. You'll get to, you know, the kids and adults will be blown away by what's offered here because you'll, you'll be interacting with the people who work there who are kind of like, I guess... Dressing, acting, performing, you know, like, you know, the natives will and kind of like the whole uh, Junaku theme. So there'll be tons of visual stuff, tons of costumes and tons of stuff to do and see while you're at Junaku. Uh, ju I'm sorry, Junkanoo Museum. Apologize for some of these pronunciations, guys. Uh, 
we'll try to try our best. <laughs> All right, so now what I want to do is get into some of the other things you could do. Another aspect to NASA that a lot of people probably some people know about, but a lot of people don't know about. And you can do, I would say, a lot, but I'm gonna focus on four island beach days. So four islands that you can basically off the cruise ship, get on, get on a power boat or whether it's a ferry or whether it's whatever it is, you can go to private islands and spend the entire day on these islands. And the first one is called Blue Lagoon. You get a day trip out to this gorgeous island. It's got everything that you could imagine. It's got crystal blue water. It's got an inflatable water splash park. Um, it's got an obstacle course. It's got all the water sports you could possibly want. You could swim with the dolphins. It has a Segway tour that will teach you about the island and the aquatic uh, uh, wildlife. You'll see, you know, stingrays and you know some sharks and stuff like that. Uh, as well as you'll learn about, you know, the plant life, you know, the ecosystem, the plant life ecosystem and stuff like that. You can snorkel here. Uh, you have to go to our walk on Paradise Island where the fish fry is, obviously. And maybe you can, like I said, maybe you could pair that up as well. And then you'll take a ferry out to Salt K. Uh, Blue, Blue Lagoon Island is right there. It's a little off of Salt K. It's a bit of a trip, but if you're looking for a beach day with everything you could possibly want at your fingertips, this is definitely it. There's, you know, like I said, this there's nothing that's left out here. You, you you can if you want an island, some islands are remote, some islands are busy with a bunch of stuff to do all day that will keep you busy. This is definitely it. And this that's one that I would need. I get really bored sick if I'm sitting on a beach day and there's really nothing to do but uh, lay in the sand and you know stare at the water. I love it, but after a while, I get bored. I would definitely want more of like this type of action-packed island, and you could do it for the whole day. It's uh, definitely will keep the kids busy and uh, the kids at heart as well, you know what I mean, like myself. So Blue Lagoon, and it's really, really picturesque, guys. You'll see a lot of pictures. It's probably one of, if not the most popular, of the island day trips that are available to you um, on your trip to Nassau. Moving on, we're going to Exuma Island. There's uh, the Exuma Islands, and then there is Exuma Island. Exuma Island, uh, you can go here and you can spend the entire day eating, drinking, feeding the fish, snorkeling, relaxing on the beach. This particular island is more about nature than it is about splashing around in a water park or taking part in water sports. Uh, just make sure the times work out uh, for purposes of making your ship. You'll 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 definitely notice that you out there a little bit for this one you're traveling i would say it's a little bit more south uh but also very east of the actual mainland you'll feed iguanas on iguana island uh you'll see stingrays and then you will actually be oh, I, don't, I don't i don't understand this but i guess it's fine <laughs> you feed sharks you uh i don't think you feed the sharks i think the tour guide feeds the sharks but then you get in the water and you swim with the freaking sharks uh, believe it or not, you could actually even uh, swim with pigs. <laughs> You'll see some pictures. Uh, you get a conch, conch, conch salad lunch, and then you head back. This one is a splurge. Uh, like I said, it's a little far away. So the only way to really get there for you is um, for a powerboat. So you're going to have to speed out there. And again, it probably if you're into nature, aquatic wildlife, and just really get a little bit remote, and you know, get away from the crowd and have a full day. Now, there's tons of stuff to do here. It's not necessarily sit around and do nothing, but most of the stuff, like I said, is more to do with you know enjoying the nature, the the animals, the the, the fish, and you know the stingrays, the sharks, and everything like that. 
And uh, you could take a powerboat power adventure out there for uh, $214 a person. Um, but like I said, you get the Kong salad lunch. You get a lot of stuff with this one. You're really seeing a part of the world that a lot of your fellow cruisers will not get to see. So <clears throat> that's why, in many opinions, it is worth it. Moving on, you have uh, Balmoral Island. This is a simple boat ride to a beach day. It's not that far from port. You might find that this is the busiest one, mainly because of its proximity to, you know, like I said, the cruise ships. You can either just relax or opt to snorkel uh, or experience. They have a, they do have a dolphin encounter on this particular island. There's plenty of food and drink drinks available. Some say they bang you out a little bit. But others will say it's worth it. It makes sense that they might bang you out a little bit because of, like I said, your proximity to the cruise terminal and you know the crowds. They actually have a Starbucks on the beach. Uh, there's plenty of umbrellas, plenty of lounge chairs. There's often a DJ. They'll throw a DJ out there a lot of times to get the party going a little bit. A lot of times those DJs, you know, if they look like a, you know, they'll play it by ear. You know, there's if there's a crowd that's ready to rage out, they'll get it going, and you'll see some wacky, wacky stuff. Uh, but. If the crowd is looking to kind of be a little bit more subdued and just kind of chill, they'll just play the tropical steel drum tracks and give you what you want in that regard too. Like I said, this is a beach day, and they're pretty much just ferrying you to the island. It's well worth it for the $40 in my opinion. Uh, if you're looking to do an island beach day but still remain close to the port, this is definitely the day trip for you. All right, moving on. The final island, the beach day that we're talking about is Pearl Island. This is another small remote island that is nice for a beach day where you can snorkel with guides. You can paddle boat. You can hang out. Uh, plenty of chairs available. You got the sun or the shade. Definitely a great option if you're looking to get away from the crowd. So this is relaxing. It's slow, but it's also remote. So you got your remote extra far away ones, which are... Um, <clears throat> Pearl Island, that's the one where you want to go if you want to get away from everybody, but you don't necessarily care about doing a bunch of crap. Pearl Island is for you. Balamore Island is, eh, you get a lot of, you get some action. You could do some stuff there. It's fun, It's but it's going to be crowded and it's going to be close to the port, port terminal for your convenience, whether you like that or whether you don't. Exuma, you're really kind of getting the most exotic experience. You got to shoot out there. It's most expensive, but you are really on a remote island you're far away from the crowds and you just got all the natural wonders whether it's you know like i said the wildlife in the sea as well as pigs whether it's you know plants everything exuma island is out of control and then probably the mainstream one is which is probably a little bit of everything you do get away from the cruise port but you do have a bunch of bunch of stuff to do it's got the water sports maybe not necessarily the uh natural wonders of exuma and maybe not the remoteness of exuma but you are getting away and you know at blue lagoon you have plenty of stuff to do so there you go pearl island balamoral island exuma island and Blue Lagoon Island, those to me are your three best options as far as, uh, you know, if you want to get on a ferry and get off Nassau, get off Paradise Island and get to a remote location. All great options. I mean, that's another one. I don't think I'm doing that next. I don't think I'm doing that yet, but I want to do that too. Maybe the time after, I'm just going to do a whole island day. And my choice would definitely be either Blue Lagoon, probably number one. 1A would be Exuma. That's just me. All right, you also have Parliament Square. Now, for you people who want to just kind of get a feel for the government, get a feel for the city, uh, you have the government house and other prominent buildings. Uh, that's always fascinating to me. I always like to see how governments work and the history of areas and what they've been through and whose control they've been under. Oftentimes, it's not something we have a plan to do or think of doing, but 
once we do, we find out some fascinating information about the people's way of life and the history, um, the governments, the municipalities of the places that we visit. Um, I suggest taking a narrated tour so you can actually know what you're looking at. I used to say that all the time in New York City. When I would walk around New York City, and that's my home, guys, but still – when you step away and you see that just concrete jumble, jun- I'm sorry, concrete jungle kind of skyline, and you know all those, all those buildings have all those floors, all those floors have all those offices, all those you know offices have all those windows, like all the crap that's going on in there. The entire world is being run, and you walk by these buildings. Okay, that's another building. I saw it every day. You have no idea what's going on in there. Could be just corporate. BS. It could be, uh, you know, it could be, uh, you know, you'll walk by a building in New York City and it'll be, you know, the uh, the Israeli emb- embassy. It'll be, you know, <clears throat> the uh, Kenyan embassy and, you know, the, the these crazy, crazy things that are going on in a lot of these buildings. And if you actually got in there and somebody told you what it was all about, even though you walk by it every day, you don't realize. And you'll be fascinated. You'll be like, wow, I had no idea all that, that, that was going on inside those walls. Definitely something I'm fascinated with. It's weird enough, like, again, living and working in New York City every day. When it's nice, the first nice day of the year, this is, I mean, I'm not embarrassed to say. I'll tell somebody, my friend, you know what, well, me and Stu actually did it a few times. Me, a couple of my buddies. I jump on one of those red red buses. You know what I mean? You get a red bus tour. It's a bunch of tourists. You know, I always used to say, what are these people doing? Uh, <laughs> they get on these giant buses and they get, they're just paying to sit in traffic. But no, as I get older, I'm fascinated by what the hell's going on throughout the city. And, you know, you learn about, you know, the Lower East Side and the bathhouses and, you know, how this building had no power up until this day. And, you know, how, you know, this was a sanctuary for, you know, people who just came and, you know, they were Holocaust survivors. And they, they, they this was a sanctuary and a, and a support building for them and this and that. You find out a lot of cool stuff when you do uh, tours of the urban areas of certain parts of the world and I would definitely do that and Nassau and Parliament Square is no different for me. I definitely, you know, that's going to be on the list too. That I may that's going to that's probably going to be the next thing I do. Uh I'm going to like I said, uh combo that in with my museum walk, with my fish fry and uh you know, just the general um I guess the the, the walk around the town where you have the cigar shop, where you have the uh, pirate museum and all that stuff. The museum, art gallery, Parliament Square, and then probably wrap it up. Oh, no, you know what? Maybe I should get the Exuma uh, fish fry out of the way first because that's the furthest thing from where you are. No, because that's where the f- appetite's going to come from. So, yeah, so I'm going to do the downtown walk, all the stuff in the attractions downtown, n- actually taking the time to research and knowing what I'm looking at. And then I'm going to shoot out to Exuma for the fish fry. And then if there's time, maybe uh, hit a hit a beach on the way back, if not back on the ship. All right. There is another facet of options that you can do while you're in Nassau. And this one is cool too. This one costs a little bit of money. But to me, it's absolutely worth it. And I would not hesitate to do it. And these are your various options for your resorts for a day. And to me... It's broken down into four of the best choices, and this is besides Atlantis. So first and foremost, not foremost, but first, we'll talk about uh, Breezes. Breezes, you can get a day pass for $77. That includes food and drinks. It's a slightly less high-end looking experience, more of an older feel to it. I don't know why I say that. Just by looking at the pictures, it doesn't necessarily seem as like pristine or like uh, 
high end. Doesn't look shitty. Doesn't look like bad. Doesn't look like something I wouldn't want to do. But um, it it kind of has a little bit more of a family looking feel to it than per se like a a, a really high end hotel or or resort. Um, it does look fun. Does look clean. Guests must be fourteen and over, and it's the same price across the board for everyone. It's about twenty minutes away, so uh, you may get lucky if you're looking to avoid the masses. At Breezes, you get your day pass, like I said, for $77. Another one, nice one, Malia Day Pass. Malia Day Pass is our for $60, and uh, kids up to 11 pay $40. Uh, it's pretty basic package here. You're getting use of only the pool and the beach. Uh, you get a lounge chair and a towel. You also do get use of snorkel gear, but everything else, unfortunately, is an extra charge. So you're paying 60 bucks, but the grounds are really, really nice. Uh, it's also about a 20-minute ride from the port, uh, right, kind of right on Cable Beach. Um, staff gets excellent reviews for service, friendliness, you know. But again, like I said, you're paying your $60 just to be able to go to this, I guess, exquisite and pristine uh, place. All your food and your drinks are going to be on you. Um, let's talk about the British Colonial Hilton. You can get that one for $79, and it includes – everybody's got a freaking angle here. So for $79, you can get $40 in credit towards food or drinks. It's right downtown. It's close to the pier. Uh, it's got a private beach. It's got a pool. Um, it's a world-renowned brand name. You're talking about the Hilton here, so you know it's going to be nice. You know it's going to be maintained well. Uh, price for kids is 40 bucks, and uh, children under 5 are usually free. But again, beautiful pool, beautiful grounds, beautiful facility. Um, you'll have use of the pool. $79 bucks will get you $40 in food. That is the British Colonial Hilton. Moving on, uh, last but not least, is the Warwick Paradise Island. Uh, and this one is a nice one. It's $97, but that gets you everything. It's a true all-inclusive experience. Again, you're paying $100, bucks, but it's located near Atlantis. It's on Paradise Island. This is an adults-only experience. You have to be 18 and up, so it's not necessarily family-friendly. Weirdly enough, it's 21 and up in March, April, and June. That's the most one of the most random things I've ever heard from a resort uh, or anybody. <laughs> it's 21 and up in March. Why is it only 21 and up for those months, that part of the year? And why do they skip May? I would, you know, so May is 18 and up, uh, but March, April, and June are 21 and up. And everything else, not March, April, and June, is 18 and up as well. I just didn't make any sense right there, but you guys know what I'm saying. Um, it's brand new, actually. It looks amazing. There's a giant pool. It's got beach access. You could snorkel. Plenty of food available. This place is, like like I said, it's brand new. It looks amazing. And it's about a 10-minute cab ride from the cruise terminal. Um, all right. So that's pretty much it. I know we didn't get to everything. Um that's everything regarding uh, the, the the tours that you're available to – not tours, but just kind of like general things that you're available to do. Now, tours is a different concept and a different topic altogether because there is everything you could possibly want to do on Nassau. You got private charters. You got public you know, tours. You have – you have snorkeling, scuba, you have parasailing. You could do all your water sports here, jet skis, whatever. You have nature tours. You got urban tours. You have beach days. You have island days. You have adventure days. Uh, you could do wine tours. You could do food tours. You could do cigar tours. You have beautiful museums. You have art galleries. You have fishing. You have the 4x4. I know I'm going on and on and on, but the point is is that 
If I was going to kind of try to list all the tours and all the things that you can do, that would be tough. So what I am going to do is to invite you to go to this website that I have absolutely zero affiliation with, but it is by far the most comprehensive and best website, most user-friendly website, really, really attractive website that I came across. It's called NassauParadiseIsland.com. Very simple. I repeat, www.NassauParadiseIsland.com. You'll immediately see what I'm talking about when you hop on this website, how cool the look and feel of it is and how user friendly it is and really i say that and send you there only to tell you that that is the place you want to go if you have an idea in your mind of what you might want to do or if you don't and you just want to you know brainstorm ideas go to uh com and all of the things i mentioned and so many many more are all available here and if maybe you don't even book through them you know, I don't get, like I said, no affiliation. Just use it for research and then book directly with a company or something, whatever you want to do. Um, but like I said, you have to do your own research. Before we hop, I want to get into some specific eateries and uh, drinkeries, for back of letter terms, back of lack of better terms, um, that there may be on the island, just to mention a few. Again, same story here, guys. I could not possibly mention them all, but here are some of the more popular ones. Senior Frogs is downtown. Uh, this is one of the best senior frogs that are out there. It's consistent with the food. It's got really good conch salad. Um, but as you know, in typical senior frogs fashion, it's absolutely out of control. Uh, it, it, it's nuts. Uh, we were there. We had a good time. And uh, we just saw just a bunch. It was like during spring break. And I think it was 2015. And there was just pure carnage. People getting absolutely ossified. Apparently, along with the uh, health department regulations that are ignored here, the over-serving and uh, responsible vendor alcohol stuff is not necessarily a big focus here. They will serve you until you can't pay for drinks anymore, uh, and that's not necessarily a good thing. Eventually, that will kind of change. Uh, people will evolve. Regulations will set in. Maybe not now. Maybe not tomorrow. Maybe not 10 years from now, but it eventually will happen. Uh, but Senior Frogs, like I said, uh, not known necessarily for fine dining or cuisine, but this is, like I said, is one of the better Senior Frogs, and the food here is actually very good. Uh, the Bearded Clam, also downtown, walking distance to the cruise terminal, very casual atmosphere. It's got American slash seafood. It's kind of like a divey type of place. Um, it's got walls. They're known for kind of like being able, you're able to write on the walls, tons of graffiti, and it's a sports bar, so you'll be able to check out your, uh, you know, your favorite sports game, match, contest, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you got the, mentioned it before, you got the Tiki Bikini Hut, and that's on uh, Junkano Beach. And uh, fun place, fun place. The bar right off of right off the beach. You got a grill, you got some good jerk chicken. The bartenders are lightning fast. They have to be with all the action that they're going to get there. Good drinks, good fun. Um, they say, I see a lot of the reviews mention a gentleman by the name of Bartender Byron. So go check out Byron. I'm sure he's really sick of hearing his name <laughs> being called that randomly, but you know what? He probably isn't. He probably loves it. A guy like that, they actually mentioning him over and over in TripAdvisor and stuff like that. He probably has a passion for it and probably lives for it. And uh, one of the rare people who get it in the business that realize that, you know what? We got to keep him coming back. All right, the Daiquiri Shack. This is on Cable Beach. It's almost like the Cable Beach answer to the uh, Tiki Bikini Hut on um on on Junkano Beach. However, this place you gotta see. There's fruit hanging all over the joint. It's everywhere, and uh, 
it's all fresh fruit. Every drink is made to order with fresh fruit. So you may have to wait a little while for your drink, but it is going to be, can you imagine every single piece of, every drink you made, there's blenders everywhere, and they will blend up your fruit and put it in your drink. That is a selling point right there. Doesn't have food, small place, but, oh, Daiquiri Shack on Cable Beach definitely looks like it can't, um, definitely a place not to miss. All right, Shark Tea's Tiki Bar. This is also downtown. It's on the second floor of a building that uh, is over a gift shop. It's got a great atmosphere. I heard the food is average, nothing crazy. You got burgers, beer, stuff like that. More of an atmosphere place, more of a proximity to the cruise port place, but a cool place to hang out if you're walking around. Um, we talked about the Arawak Fish Fry. Definitely don't uh, miss that one. Paradise Island. Uh, it's got conch any way you could possibly want it. It's got a ton of vendors in, in a row. It's got the jerk chicken. Beautiful kind of cool look of multiple colored buildings. And uh, I'm definitely there next time I hit up Nassau. If you want to switch it up and you actually want to have a, uh, a sit-down, nice, uh, I'm not going to say um, fine dining, but definitely a little bit more of a higher-end uh eating experience check out cafe matisse it's also down, down downtown you're stepping it up a little bit uh great great italian food and great brick oven pizza and a lot of shout outs to a very friendly and hands-on manager named greg so ask go to cafe matisse and ask for greg moving on you got the great cliff restaurant now this is in a hotel and this is a serious experience, guys. This is a fine dining experience. You're talking about Nassau's first five-star hotel. It's got an island food, but it's very sophisticated. Um, you're eating your meal in an atmosphere that can't be matched. You, you feel like you're, li- you're eating in someone's home, to be honest with you, but just a really pristine and well-kept, gorgeous home. Um, they actually, even in the spirit of you know Nassau being, you know, or you know New Providence being a, a British island, they do afternoon tea there as well. Uh, what else do we got? The uh, poop deck. It's waterfront. Uh, it's an in-between type place. It's got great seafood. It's got the conch salad. It's got great view. It's reasonably priced for the menu offer. This would probably be the place I would go to. You know what I mean? Not pretentious at all, but it's also not a complete dive in a dirt hole. It uh, actually gives you, you know, some some good food, good drinks, reasonably priced uh, for the menu offer. And, it's, and the the menu is, you know, like I said, fairly sophisticated for what you would think. In that area, in the area that you're in, and for the price that you get it for, um, and that's pretty. I'm really into that conch salad thing, guys. If, if you haven't got that before, I want to try it again, despite the uh, sanitary uh, drawbacks of it. I absolutely want to try the conch salad. I've had the fritters. I haven't done a bunch of other ways, but I definitely want to try that. Looks like a, like I said, a, um, a variation of a, of a ceviche. Um, that's pretty much it, guys. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, let me know what you think of Nassau. Let me know if you think I uh, screwed anything up, as you sometimes tend to do as well. I have no problem with that. Um, I really, really appreciate it. And uh, thanks for listening. And we will talk to you next time. Again, don't forget, guys, look out for the YouTube video on this. This is uh, going to be at always be booked on YouTube. And it will be listed under something to the effect of Nassau Port Profile, Port Profile Nassau. You will hear everything you're hearing right now, but you will see pictures, uh, like a slideshow form format uh, accompanied with the narration. Once again, please check us out. iTunes, always be booked. Subscribe, download, share. Uh, always be booked on Instagram. Uh, always be booked on Facebook, YouTube, and most importantly for this week, guys, call to action. I'm soliciting these pretty hard. Please send me some emails. I want some comments, suggestions, questions, whatever you got. Email 
Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will talk to you next time. There's a place where the boat is from. It takes away all of your big problems. You could worry, you could drive them in the blue ocean. But you got to get away to where the boat is from. Take one part sand, one part sea. And one part set of a nine on tree. And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot. And I know this is the place for me. Get away to where the boat leaves from. It takes away all of your big problems. You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves. Jimmy, 